welcome to Knobcat Games Dungeons of the Obelisk podcast. I'm your host, Joe Sleppy, and I'm joined today by our Codemaster, Kel Moeller. Hey, thanks for having me again. Yeah, no problem. I actually wanted to tell you uh, before we got started, the last episode you were on is like the most popular episode by like at least 25%. I just looked at the stats while we were getting ready. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know. You know, everybody was on that last episode with you, but so maybe that was it. But uh, that's the only episode you were on and it's, you know, got the highest highest downloads so that's concerning (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm not sure um not sure what that means but i wanted to tell you about it (laughs) um for the for the listener if this is your first time with us this is uh a podcast where we're a small game dev studio uh we're a bunch of artists that decided to make a a 2d turn-based dungeon crawling loot grinding adventure and we are two or three months into um, working on it and we're now on prototype four. Last episode we talked to Ben and Nika about the update and we always um, we're always just very impressed with with what you've done Kel and now we have you on the episode so we get to hear the behind the scenes on actually actually making this game. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard the last episode yet, so that, that's amazing. Like, thank you so much. I'm happy that you you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm I'm just blown away with it. I've been playing it since you gave it to me. About was it been two or three days now? I've just been playing it like all my free time, all my you know. I've been putting off doing other stuff and just grinding in this game and. Uh, you know trying to find bugs and stuff but we actually got most of those knocked out pretty quick and and it's coming together there's a lot to yeah there's a lot to do yet but it's really coming together yeah um so we did have a lot of new stuff in there um actually we didn't we haven't even talked to you about like the turn meter yet that was one of the biggest changes in in prototype 4 was was the new turn meter Mm, yeah, th- that was that actually took most of my time. Um, this <laughs> milestone, yeah, because it, it it was the biggest task for me. Yeah, I know it looks simple, but uh, it, I needed to um, rework a lot of uh, things happening behind the scenes uh, during battle. You completely redid the uh, like turn algorithm, basically, like how we determine turn order. Right, and it it was based on your um, your idea. Uh, like I think it works well, you know. Like it's f- uh, fair, it's fair for everyone. Uh, it's fair to the mobs and to the player. Not like before where it was um, a lot of waiting around, right, and watching the meters. Um, yeah, so for sure. It's, I it's was more fun <laughs> now. That like bugged me so much in the last prototype when when the turn like because you would stack like tons of speed and the mobs would still go like every two turns and it would be like i'd be like looking at their speed and they'd have like you know 20 speed and i'd have like 200 and i'd be like why am i not why am i still getting hit every other turn here and then i like spent a whole like 
I don't know, like I just had this like epiphany about it when we were, I was like driving to the day job one day, which is a, about an hour and a half commute. And I like was just running all these like ideas in my head on, on how turn order could work. And it just kind of like, I don't know, it just fell into place and it felt right. And then I like got to work and spent about an hour and a half like typing up how it should work to you <laughs> so instead of doing my day job which is a you know hopefully nobody from work ever listens to this but yeah I was about to say <laughs> yeah I, I think it it feels much much better because uh, um, whenever I try playing one of those older like uh, Japanese RPGs like one of the older Final Fantasies it feels like a a lot of waiting around you know and nowadays it's I don't know it, it could be because I'm older or it's because of the the games <laughs> that are out now and uh, people have gotten in more impatient you know or at least I have and it's it's difficult getting through uh, those older games you know like where, where um, half of the time nothing's happening because you're just waiting so I think it's perfect now because like there's always something happening whether you're getting hit or know it's your turn or whatever yeah for sure and it, it looks really intuitive too you know I had the idea of um I kept calling it like a Tetris style where it shows you the upcoming block basically and I've played a few versions of Tetris where they had like multiple upcoming blocks so like that was kind of my idea for for that and then you like took it and ran with it and made it come from like both sides so it looks like, you know, the battle's kind of converging in the middle of the screen. It looks really good. Yeah, I actually had it coming from one side. That was our original plan, if you remember, right? Um, mm -hmm. And I already had it set up like that, but, like, I wasn't happy with it. So, and uh, at that point, like, I actually already spent a lot of time on it. So it was pretty frustrating <laughs> for me to, like, okay, I don't like how this looks. I don't want to leave it like this. So I... Um, I did it. Um, I, I I made it so the heads are coming from both sides, and like it look, it, it, that's how it exactly feels, right? Like it, it looks like they're converging in the middle, and that's where the battle happens. And that was the whole concept behind that. And like I'm happy it worked out. Yeah, I I've found in life we call it chopping and changing. I don't know if you've ever watched uh, Sips from the Yogs Cast. But he, he'll play like city builders and things like that. And he, he calls it chopping and changing. And my instinct is always to like build something and then keep it, you know, because you've spent that time on it. You have that sunk cost factor. But from watching him play video games, I've learned, you know, that you, you can't, if something's not working, you you gotta chop and change and and go back and spend that time to to fix it instead of building on top of something that's not working so i'm glad that you went back and and fixed our turn meter <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's um it's one of those things that a lot of creatives you know not just game developers have a lot, a lot of trouble with so that's where the term kill your babies come from you know like a lot of people <laughs> yeah yeah a lot of people have uh, have difficulties like letting things go because they feel like okay well I've spent like five days on this already like you know like I'm just gonna keep it yeah, right it, so 
it really is that sunk cost fallacy where yeah. you, you think like, oh, I spent 10 hours on this already. You know, I hate to waste those 10 hours, but you know, you end up building the game on top of something that's not working and, and then everything eventually crumbles later on and you've lost way more time. Right. And it's also uh, adds to the appeal of the game, right? And the, it's hard to put a metric on that or like numbers, but because it's a visual thing, the turn meter is a visual thing and it's like a big, like prominent piece of UI, you know, like on top of the screen. So once you yeah. start showing this game off and um, once like uh, we have screenshots and videos up, like it's it, it could be something that like, pe like could be interesting for people, you know, but it's hard to like to put like a metric like have like metrics like tracking and stuff like that but it's it, it's one of those things that can make or break the game so like l lots of little things like that yeah for sure yeah we've already spent you know a podcast talking about it you know with the other guys and then i did a blog post about it and now we're talking about it again so i feel like it is an interesting hopefully it's interesting to everyone else because it's super interesting to me right and it's actually not what done yet. No, okay. Sorry. Oh, well, it's not done yet. <laughs> it's not done yet because you, you can see um, uh, the character head, for example, is just like a bald, bald guy. So oh, yeah. So I need to create like a system where it takes your current character and it uh, um, turns it into an image, at least the the head part, and then um, that becomes the icon up there. So that will take some work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> that's that's interesting. I like kind of I noticed that it wasn't the character like initially, but I've kind of like I kind of forgot about that. So it might not be super important as long as it looks kind of like your character. <laughs> but but yeah. Um what else is new in this update? I f feel like you did a ton of stuff that <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a lot. We um it's mostly polishing, you know, because uh we've been like you said, like it's been like three four months into development already, and uh, we've been kind of like blitzing through all of the features, you know, <laughs> like and so we haven't had a lot of time like just sitting down and like polishing stuff. Because that, that's how it is usually in the beginning. You, you just want to get all of the features, all of the major features in there because you want it to feel like a game as soon as possible. So you, right. can, you can make decisions, you know, because like, sometimes you, you have stuff on paper and like it sounds good in your head. And like, but like once it's in the game, it, it's different, right? Yeah. This milestone, we focused on just cleaning up a lot of stuff and like polishing and um, yeah, and like bug fixing. And we also have new features, of course, not just polishing, polishing and bug fixing. We have a new level selector and um, you, you can actually, we've been playing through that like one dungeon for like three months, right? <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's kind yeah. of getting stale. It's actually still there, but... You know, now it, um, you actually feel like you're going through the obelisk now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You kind of, the floors are laid out in a way that you kind of are going down deeper as, as you get on a higher, you know, higher levels. Uh, the numbers higher level, dungeon level 10, it's, it's actually, I guess, negative 10 if you were on an elevator or something. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, it's it's really good um it's 
you know, we still only have the one mob that's, you know, the glub is the trash mob, and it's it's a mob that's supposed to be pretty easy to uh, defeat. So level 10 is still kind of easy <laughs> once you get a, a bunch of loot, but it's it, it feels... It still feels like you can progress down through the dungeon and and you know getting higher level loot um, that's something that we couldn't do before so now we have that that system in the game where you can actually drop loot with with more stats and stuff on it yeah definitely it's it's getting there you know and uh, yeah you're right like um, the glove isn't especially at the later levels because like I think at level seven they can still do like one damage to you, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's now very challenging. So uh, for the next milestone, we're 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 gonna put in another enemy. It's the rat, right? I forgot what what it's called. Yeah, the puke rat. <laughs> the puke rat, right? Also, I'm looking forward to like adding different equipment because right now we just have that one set of armor. So I, I think like stuff like that. Oh yeah, visual. Yeah, yeah, visual stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, Ben. Make it ben has different. completed uh one one. He did the uncommon. Uh, I, I keep wanting to call it a set of armor, but it's not a set because a set is something else. You know, later in the game that we haven't gotten to yet. But it's the it's the all the uncommon loot is ha, now has art for it that that you'll have to stick in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw it. It looks cool. I, I like how um, with this new set, <laughs> yeah, um, you can see the character's face because that's uh, that's one of the big features, right? Like um, the character creator, but like with yeah, the set of yeah. armor, like it it's pretty much wasted because all characters end up like looking the same. <laughs> yeah, we just have that placeholder like set of armor. Um, eventually, you'll have to add a setting that that hides the helmet. You know that's a pretty common feature in in most of these style games is you can hide the helmet so you can see your character's face yeah that that'd be great yeah but you know not super high on the priority list at the moment but oh another another thing that you added that i think is is game changing that we forgot to talk about last episode is the the health meters oh right on on the mobs right <laughs> Yeah, we can now see like how much you're doing, like how much damage you're doing to the mob. You know, it's it varies because the mobs have different levels, you know, different amounts of HP. But you can still hit them and and see the the red bar go down a little bit, and it, that like to me really changed the game. It made it feel like you can tell how much damage you're doing. Yeah, you know, kind of like how the turn meter made it like you can tell what your dexterity is doing for you. Now with those health meters on the mobs, you can tell what your strength is doing for you. You know how much damage you're putting out. Right. Yeah, that was actually one of your notes on one of the documents. It wasn't even <laughs> on my task list for this milestone, but uh, I think it was one of the it was like one like tiny note you you had. I think you even added like a question mark like. <laughs> Uh, health bars or something like that or on yeah yeah I um I feel like every time I ask you to do something I have this like feeling in the back of my head where I'm like how hard is this to do am I asking for something crazy or am I asking for something that's gonna take 10 minutes <laughs> you know so like you know I don't know how much uh, work goes into making a health bar for a mob 
Yeah, you know what? I, I, I love that. Like, I love that you, you, you think like that, actually, because, like, <laughs> some people, right, you know, like, clients and, uh, you know, like, they, they think, like, oh, it's a health bar. How long can it take, right? <laughs> like, two, yeah. two minutes, right? But, like, there, there's <laughs> stuff, like, uh, people don't consider that need to go behind, you know, like, that happens behind the scenes like, to, like, get that health bar working, right? So I, I, I really... I really like that. Uh, that's how you think, you know. Because like, if you 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 if you were the programmer and like people were like throwing like new features, uh, requesting new features at you, and not even considering like, oh, this is difficult or it's not. So, like, I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense to me because like you know, <laughs> I'm having you program the game because I don't know how to program. <laughs> so it's like. I have to rely on your I'm relying on your expertise and knowledge to kind of to kind of guide me as well so whenever I ask for something you know I want you to tell me like oh no that's gonna take a lot of time you know that is unreasonable right now or you know something like that so it it's a you know it's a give and take I think yeah definitely actually sometimes it's even uh, harder if you uh if you have experience programming because like maybe for you it can take like i don't know like 20 minutes but it's not the same for everyone you know <laughs> so right everybody works differently for sure yeah so when your lead is like someone who has like experience doing it uh they assume you can do it as fast as them or uh, as slow as them sometimes so so um yeah it's different yeah, I mean, I, we have on our show notes a question I've been wanting to ask you, like, how hard is it? How hard has it been to take like my 70 page design document and start making it into a game? Mm, um, it's it, it is pretty challenging, you know, because uh, we've uh, we've had a fair amount of issues we've ironed out already and there will be more in in the coming months months but i know it's going to be a process you know because like, it's always difficult getting your idea across to collaborators especially in a written format yeah. right that's just how it is right like, yeah you told you told me before like you know a lot of projects you're on you don't have a design document right. like that you know or that's like two pages they haven't spent the time on it you know for me i wanted to spend as much time as i possibly could working everything out in my head and you know using a calculator and doing some math and stuff before i got you doing it because i feel felt like that made a lot of sense to make your job easier but i'm not sure if it did or not <laughs> <laughs> um it, it definitely helps you know like because uh I constantly go back and forth from the document into the, like, the game engine and see if I'm doing it right. But um, it's still hard, you know, because like sometimes uh, the ideas are in your head, and um, even though you you write everything out, it, it's still like for the other person maybe like there's still a piece of information, you know, missing from the document. So it, it's yeah, it's always sure. like that. It has to be a, a conversation, right? So lots of back and forth, even even with like a fifty-page document. So um, <laughs> especially with a game like this, right? Because uh, there's a lot of like formulas and like little details. Yeah. But it, it's fun, you know. Like it's it's one of the the things I find fun about like game programming, especially if it's not my idea. 
sometimes it's easier to work with someone's someone else's idea actually because um, if it if if it was me working on this game and it was uh, completely my idea I would constantly keep changing things you know because like, because uh, I can do it yeah. right <laughs> sometimes that that freedom <laughs> is not good so and it, you um, three months later like I'm I'm still stuck like experimenting with different game ideas because like I keep changing things so sometimes that sometimes it's great you know like working with someone else's idea so that's one thing that I I find in making music and stuff is they it's pretty common knowledge that restriction breeds create creativity that's kind of like a, a saying I hear all the time you know from musicians and stuff and like I'm looking at my desk right now and instead of like I have a dozen synthesizers and 11 of them are on the shelf behind me and I have one on my desk and it's so much easier to create with one synthesizer kind of being like all right well I gotta use this instead of like having all of them out and being like overwhelmed with choice or you know going back and forth and and stuff and that's something that I, that I find in music a lot is um you know people will spend days like no joke months tr tweaking like a kick drum sound or something and to me like I want to get that drum sound as close as possible and just have it be a drum sound because when the person listens to it they're not going to notice that month of work that you put into it they're just going to hear a kick drum and you can drive yourself crazy like changing things and, and trying to polish things that don't need it so that's that's like my design philosophy i think is to kind of get things done you know um done is better than perfect a lot of the time yeah definitely and that's how that's where the document comes in you know and you, you you've laid out all of your ideas in there so it's so you're, you're taking your music making approach <laughs> and like applying it to games too so i think that's one of the things that's gonna ensure that this game gets completed you know that that mentality because like some people could like spend like years you know um obsessing over the little <laughs> de little details but um you're right like done is better than perfect right because because yeah because if it never gets finished right like well, what's the point of like working on it yeah nobody gets to play it then you know if it launches and it's a little bit janky or we don't have uh, all the features or or whatever at least people will get to play it and even if they were playing what we have right now i think people would still enjoy it and you know not to bring too much business into it but at some point we have to start making money so that we can keep working on the game you know i'm eventually going to run out of uh my life savings and and uh we want to get to a point where the game can make some income yeah, so that we can keep keep working on it you know to get it to the point where we want it to be um you know there's a lot of features that that i want to add that that get moved to later um you know we keep saying like that's something we can do after launch and or you know once we we get everything out so it's you know it's pretty crucial i think to get it to a point where people can start enjoying it and then if they really enjoy it they can 
you know give us a little bit of money so that we can keep the studio open <laughs> yeah keep the servers on yeah that makes sense yeah and we're getting there you know like with every every month it starts feeling more and more like a game it's amazing yeah for sure i'm just trying to think we're, we're getting close to our time on the podcast so i'm trying to think if there's any other you know big features or anything that we needed to that we should talk about have you actually had any time to like play the game you know i know you're working on it all the time but do you ever get to like you know run the dungeons and and make a build for your character and see yeah. how it goes yeah but not not as much as you you know because <laughs> like whenever i start <laughs> playing i always find something to fix you know like for example those health yeah. bars on the mob the the mobs that that those that's actually one of the last things i added before i i wrapped up the the milestone because like I, I i was i was done with everything and i was playing the game and i was like I don't even know if I'm doing damage, you know, like how much damage am I, like how much health do they have left? And I had to like um, click on the mob to see like how much HP they had left, right? And yeah, and then I was going through um, that document that you you made for me and I scrolled all the way down and you, you had a note there like um, HP bars question mark or something <laughs> i don't know uh and then i was like oh i missed this like yeah i can add this and i actually repurposed the the turn meter the old turn meter that i still had there and i just tinted it red instead of blue and uh you know like i, I coded in um the functionality and I'm like oh this this is like way better <laughs> so it's always like that for me whenever i play the game um, i get to like level three and i'm like oh my god I, I need to fix this thing and i need to change this i need to move this five pixels to the right or something so, <laughs> so it's difficult it's hard for me because like i i'll always find something to fix so that's why for you like you you get to enjoy it for like uh, like a few hours or like um, nika and ben uh, can do that or like someone else who who's not uh, programming the game but for me it's it's harder to like sit there and not do anything about it to be honest yeah i mean another music analogy is like you know people will make you know like uh, a lot of people will spend a lot of time on a track and keep like every time they listen to it they have to go back in and change the reverb or something you know whereas it's what i like to do is uh you know i'll make a track and then i export it and get out of the program where I can work on it and go listen to it in the car so you get that like experience of hearing it the whole way through without being able to change anything so I don't know how that relates to to game design but if there's a way to do that or not but <laughs> <laughs> I think it depends on the person you know yeah for sure but I think uh, for like maybe game programmers it's when the game actually launches and you have and you're past the deadline already and you have no choice right like you can't go back and fix it yeah so you have to that's when you're forced to actually sit down and like play it and like okay like this is actually a pretty good game right <laughs> but <laughs> yeah you like even up up to that point i think you'll you'll still find you know like flaws and like things that you want to fix but it depends on the person you know like because it's like i've worked with people who who are just happy to like get it over with and you know like move on to whatever's next and that's it because they, they don't have um 
pride, I guess, or like an attachment to their creation. So, actually, that's more common than than not. Actually, <laughs> so because it's just a job for most people. Yeah, I see that a lot, and I try to keep that in mind for like things. You you know, every profession, a lot of people are just doing it. You know, not everybody has like a passion for what they're doing. Um, you know, I have a day job and I, I kind of hate it, <laughs> but my, my style of, of working is to kind of take ownership for things that I'm doing, but I, I've noticed a lot of, uh, coworkers and stuff. They're just kind of, you know, they, they don't have like a heart in it or, or they don't have, um, what was the word you said earlier for pride? They just don't have like, <laughs> yeah, the pride in it. Exactly. So like it's exciting to me that that we found you and you actually are enjoying making the game you know that was a question that i had that you answered earlier was are you are you having fun you know programming it because i'm having fun making like these documents and and you know every meeting we have it's i i enjoy you know talking about it if you can't tell our podcast is at 30 minutes right now um and you know Ben and Nika, they keep talking about enjoying like program, you know, drawing and um, and and animating. So it's good that all four of us are enjoying the process of making this game. Yeah, because it, it's a marathon, right? Like it's it's not really a sprint. So like you have to find ways to like convince yourself that you like enjoy what you're doing. Otherwise, you you won't make it to the end, right? Like it's it's not just with <laughs> this game. It's like with with every project. Like it's like that and like that's how like people get burnt out and never finish anything because like at some point they don't enjoy what they're doing anymore so so for me I've, I've been I've been making a lot of uh, I've been making games I've, I've made a lot of games and like with every project like I, I find things that I enjoy and like try, I, I try to like I put myself into the game as much as I can that way like I can take ownership of it you know like and I feel like it's my game and um, and that's how it is with this game, you know. Like th that's what I do. That's what I'm doing because like I'm I'm putting in some of my ideas as well, and I'm trying to like put my mark on it, you know. So that's why I enjoy making it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I I feel like you know at the beginning, it was it was my game. You know, I'm I'm the one that made the document and had the initial idea and stuff. But now it's it definitely feels like it's our game. You know, it wouldn't be the same without Ben's art. It wouldn't be the same without Nika's animation. And like, it certainly wouldn't be the same without everything that you've put into it. So it's, it's really, uh, it's really exciting to see how it's, it's coming together. Yeah, definitely feel the same. Awesome. On, on that note, we're, we're definitely over our time for the <laughs> podcast. I hope people are enjoying listening to it this far. Um, if you've made it this far and you're enjoying the podcast, but you're not in our Discord channel, definitely go to knobcat.com, find the link to the Discord, and and join our server because that's where we post all of our first updates for art and you know animations. Nike has been doing a great job of posting her new animations there. That's where uh, you can get like the first link to to my videos and stuff of the new prototype. That's something that I'm going to work on later today. I think is is getting a video out for this prototype and and having you know that series updated so knobcat.com for all of your dungeons of the obelisk needs definitely check out the instagram at dungeons obelisk nike has been doing a good job of uh 
posting updates there too and i guess we'll talk to you guys in two weeks bye bye Thank <laughs> you.